Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome along to the BMTV Rugby Pod. Well, what a weekend of semi-finals we had. New Zealand thumping Argentina. But what about last night? South Africa narrowly getting over the line against England. Another gutsy semi-final. And what a match it was. Delighted to be joined by Fiona Hayes. Fiona, how are you? Good, good. Uh, Stu, I suppose the heart wasn't going as much as it was the weekend before. So I was able to actually sit back and relax and enjoy the semi-finals this week. I suppose we must touch on England-South Africa. England pretty much tamed South Africa's game plan, I think it would be fair to say, but South Africa and Pollard with that penalty got over the line. What did you make of the whole game as a spectacle as first up, Fiona? Um, to be honest, it wasn't the best game of rugby to watch. Um, I suppose uh, a tactical battle, you might call it. Um, the kicking, I, I thought there was so much kicking in the game. I think when you get to these semi-finals after the amount of rugby both teams have played, it's kind of a tactical chess game. And England were so good on defence, um, but it was little. It was literally battle of the kick. So from that side of things, I suppose it wasn't the most interesting game of rugby, but it was so close and tense and you got to see the scrums and and see a different side of England defence that I hadn't seen yet. But South Africa didn't look their usual attacking self and they almost didn't want to play with the ball and still came away with the win. How good was that, Stu? Yeah, I suppose the conditions, to be fair to say, would suit England. But you talked about their defence and how good it was. Like, did that take you for by surprise? You know, how uh, I suppose Steve Borthwick set them up in his coaching staff and like, I know England big game players, but did you think it would be as close as that? Absolutely did not think it would be as close as that. And that's no disrespect to England. That's just looking at how they've played since I've been watching them in the Six Nations. They've had a good couple of games in the World Cup, but nothing, I suppose, outstanding. And they didn't have, um, I suppose, a game where they were defending for 80 minutes. And I thought the South African team were really going to go after them. Um, I thought out wide, actually. I, I didn't think there'd be as much kicking as there was, um, especially box kicks from the South Africans, especially because Freddie Stewart was unbelievable under the high ball, as was Johnny May. The back three were spectacular. And it seems the Safas didn't change their game plan at all. All, but look, defensively, England, they went after that South African breakdown. They knew they were going to be tired bodies because of the French game the week before. And they had a couple of heavy group uh, games as well. So I was I was really, I was so um, in awe of how the English back row played. They were excellent. They threw their bodies on the line. They slowed down South African rock ball. And I hadn't seen that defensive side to them in a long, long time. But fair play to Bortwick. When it comes to semi-finals, 
England, you know, they've been there a lot. They, they've won finals. So I, I think something else comes out of these players and we see a different side to them and they were outstanding at times in that game. And it's not often you see your fly half hold off after, what, 30 minutes, Manny LeBoc. Like, fail for him, but I suppose they got the right result. You know, Pollard on. And even, I think I was reading in his quotes today saying, like, he didn't dress himself at all. He was like, where's the squad? And these things happen. But it could be difficult for him to come back from that. But to see which way it goes, does he start next weekend? Or do you think it's Pollard's jersey now? Look, do you know what was interesting with that? I I, I listened to the articles um, and the interviews afterwards, Stu, sorry. And, uh, you know, obviously South Africa came out and said, look, it was just in the game plan and they're playing for their country. Um, and Lee Bok didn't even miss a kick. He scored an absolute beauty of a kick. But what I thought was interesting was the fact that, I, I don't know if you remember the exact moment it was there or thereabouts, the change happened. And South Africa had an advantage and the ball went back to Lee Bok. And, you know, obviously he... he he was thinking, I have an advantage here, but he absolutely miscaught the ball and it slipped between his hands. And for any 10 or, or any player to be hauled off after you've made such a huge error, yes, it went back for a scrum, I think, um, it, because it, it had no effect on that. But when you take players off after just making an error, even if you ride it out for another five, six minutes later, um, it's not as bad. So I think mentally it's very hard if you start next week to come in on that. I, they are such a team that play for one another and obviously they've discussed this and we know the differences in how they play um especially Lee Bach, you know he, he he adds so much to South African rugby whereas with Pollard he's so astute he's a kicking game is brilliant I personally think that they could actually start Lee Bach and do something similar again in the final and look you just never know with Razzie and Nienberg they, they they pull things out of the bag but I I as a player if I was hauled off after 30 minutes I would find it very hard to build my confidence going into a starting jersey but also it's a World Cup final so look you never know. Yeah you do never know we much touch on the nitty gritty and the scrum Fiona I know how much you love that but just like Dan Cole getting well I wouldn't say revenge but after 2019 and what happened to him coming on from Cal Sinclair he did very well didn't need to hold his own but then what about Ox and Shea? Well, Battering the English scrum and really, I suppose you could say, you know, RJ's name and got the score and Pollard got the winning penalty. But Oxenche has a lot, you know, of praise to be patted on his back and such importance to get over the line. But just he led from the front for the last, what, half an hour? Definitely. And the man came up with the quote, uh, you don't win scrums on salad, eat cake. You know, I loved that when I heard it. And he had every bit of, he'd every bit of power game. This, uh, we talk about the bomb squad um, before, but this was the match where we really saw the bomb squad. The difference they made, the difference between the Eng English bench and what they came on and did and what the South African bench did was just miles apart. I, I have to say, Marler and Cole, the front row in particular, scrums throughout the game were exceptional. And Cole, definitely in Cole's, got his revenge. I thought he was brilliant. He was on there to do a job and he'd done his job. Even Marler at times, I've watched him, you know, and he, he he might angle in at times, but he was just perfectly, he held the weight of the South African scrum and, and he got clean ball a lot of the time. I suppose you could see they were tiring around the park more so than at scrum time. So look, England went with those changes and in Shea to come in and do what a job he did. What a job. I felt so sorry for the, the other front row. Um, and especially as well, Vincent Cock, he was outstanding. 
I think the biggest turning point and the biggest talking point, Joe, is that is that scrum, I suppose, to give that winning penalty. And I I looked at it. I, I watched it about 10 different times uh, when the game was finished and someone sent me on an overhead angle and I, I was in a group with a couple of props and we were saying, that's absolutely crazy. Ben O'Keefe was way wrong. It was Vincent Cock that was angling in. But I suppose when you went back and you looked at it and I was wondering how Ben O'Keefe was standing there and did not see that angling in because from the aerial camera, you can see his hips are turned to the side. But he was spot on because just as the ball is put in, Genge drops the knee to the floor. So obviously he's already lost that scrum battle. He's He's dropped his knee to the floor. He does regain it. But when he gets his knee back up there's a slight shift in point and he's slightly angled in and that's what turns cock in so Ben O'Keefe was on the money with that and it was through a lot of reviewing that I came to look at that because initially as I said I thought uh, England were hard done by but 100% was the correct call in the end a whatsapp group full of props Fiona there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. knows what, what compounds in that but just to go back on that you're saying Ben O'Keefe got it spot on, actually, even though all the angles and watching it. The first instance was Genji's knee went down. Is that 100- what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. He lost He lost that hit. He dropped his knee, which you can see him turning his, his shoulder slightly in on that. And when he drops that, he he does get up to his... He does regain and come up off his knee, but he's already started an angle in. It's just if you're looking at that aerial angle... It, it's because he's driven cock in. You can see that his hips are out to the sideline. But Ben O'Keefe was standing there and he definitely 100% could see the, the knee drop. And and to be fair to Ben O'Keefe, I was probably cursing him myself through the game. And even if he was wrong, I think it would even things out on the balance. There was a couple of calls there, but that's the joy of rugby. Who would referee? It's the toughest job. And I, I generally think by the time the game is finished that a lot of those penalties average out, you know, right or wrong. You could look at 15 different things in a rock and give a penalty so it's one of the hardest jobs to do and who'd be a coach you say a referee but Jack <laughs> Nain- Jack Nainabar at the end like it just the emotions running through them like it was always going to be difficult after going to the well against France you know to go again like the adrenaline you know the match the ten- intensity feeling no matter how good you are you know that over I suppose, lying, saying, can they go again and win the World Cup? You know, that's obviously going to be looming in the background. And, you know, they were maybe always going to stutter in this semi-final, but maybe not as close as we thought it was going to be. Definitely didn't think it was going to be that close, but I just have to say, take my hands off to them to be able to come up with the win. They always find a way. I was absolutely ranting on Twitter um, saying, why why are they still kicking the ball away? Why are they still kicking it down the neck of Freddie Stewart? I think something that was maybe about 11 minutes left, they were nine points down or whatever it was, and they were still giving the ball away. I didn't understand it, so they've 100% proved me wrong. What I think it was, it was a a slight shift in game plan. Obviously, they do like to kick, but I definitely saw it a lot more from the South Africans, and that's 100% Stuart what you're saying. Tired bodies out there. Do you want to be continuously carrying the ball, going into contact? They've done that brilliantly against the the French the week before, and I think they they were trying to win that aerial battle and put England under pressure. It could have gone either way in the end because England were absolutely superb. As I said, their back three dealt with every single high ball and they were 
you know what I mean? They were excellent. But I think if they played the exact game plan, which they won't against the All Blacks, they would have been punished because England a lot of times kicked the ball back to them. Whereas we know this uh, All Blacks uh, back three are exceptional and they will run at you and find space. Just touching on England before we uh, go to the second semi-final, just Owen Farrell, how good was he? You know, he seems to, no matter what he does, he can't get much praise from the English public. But also, you know, that big performance, and they were all saying, you know, online, how proud they were to be English and what a performance it was. But do you think Borthwick will, ahead of the Six Nations, try and change the game plan or will it still be kick the ball, leather out of the ball and a big pack? Because that's what he's done at Leicester, right? Yeah. So, and he obviously took them up and they won the Premiership. And then this performance, like if they had lost by 30 points to 10, which they didn't, so it's an irrelevant point, but people would have said, oh, he hasn't done much the side of the draw. Because they took it so close, do you think it's a we can actually stick with this game plan and compete with the best? Or is that just a one off and you still think England's attack needs to improve if they want to compete again? I 100% think their uh, attack needs to improve. If they, you, if you think about it, Stu, there isn't a World Cup for another four years, right? There's obviously going to be tests during the summer and autumn internationals, but you're not winning any trophies with that. So England are looking at it at a Six Nations, and that's where they want to win silverware. And that game plan won't work against the likes of France and Ireland because of the attacking style of rugby that they like to play. So if they want to look, yes, they were outstanding, and it suited them down to the ground. And maybe if they got to a final, we might have seen a different England in how they attacked against the All Blacks. But we haven't really seen it a lot during the tournament. And they seem to just scrape packs in games. And I think for them to to want to win a Six Nations, I think there'll have to be slight more of a shift. Yes, set pieces, very important. And I've no issue with kicking the ball, but I just like to see their backs utilised a little more. And I think if, if he wants to win, we'll have to see a little bit more of that, especially Six Nations time against the big teams a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. As you say, there are good backs. Well, we must touch on the other finalists, New Zealand. Wiping wow. the slate clean against Argentina. Seven tries, was it? And Will Jordan just running amok out there. Can't stop scoring. Uh, Argentina weren't great, but New Zealand, mm. relentless and ruthless. Yeah, look, 
New Zealand, brilliant. Argentina weren't great, but you what you have to say is New Zealand just find a way as well. And to, to put that many points in a World Cup semi-final, yes, Argentina looked tired, but how good was Jordi Barrett? He was massive for me. I, I, I've been following his career a lot and I'm looking going, is he is he a centre? I don't think so. They utilise him on the wing. Yeah, he's an excellent fullback. I just, I wasn't sure of him at, at 12 in watching how we played and what he offers, but he's so, so good. And it seems to me that 12 is suiting him perfectly. Now he adds, he's a little bit more physical than Bowden. So he adds, adds that as a 12 and he's carries, he's quite aggressive defensively. He's excellent, but he, to have a 12 with such a good kick as well, his kicking game is brilliant and his pinpoint accuracy is, is so good because you've got his brother at fullback and we know about his kicking game. And then we've got the 10 as well. So they just have, they seem to have nailed the positions down. And I suppose that's the the one thing I would have looked at New Zealand. There was a lot of shifting of positions. They weren't sure um, of their back row. And I think Shannon Frizzell, especially in the last two performances, has put his hand up and said, I am the six. I am the six that you're after. We saw Papa Lee in there. A couple of other guys were swapped in and out. But I think this settled team is super and exciting to watch. And they can only play what's in front of them. Yes, you can say, oh, you know, Argentina weren't up to scratch, but they still came up with those tries. And they just, Richie Moonga is just brilliant at finding space and putting people into space. They're they're going to be um, on fire in this final. It's going to be so interesting, the contrasting type of game plans. You talked about Richie Mionga. This is a 10 that seems to be, I know he's been about for a long, long time, but this World Cup since the first game after France, he's just improved since then, hasn't he? Ah, he's he's excellent. He's excellent. I suppose the the thing that they would have said about you know Monga is uh you know he, he as I said he puts people into space. Um, defensively maybe you would have seen that a lot of eights, seven, six, they, they like to run down his channel and he probably gets run over a couple of times and that's unheard of with the All Blacks. But I think in this in tournament and definitely in the last few games, whatever way New Zealand are defending, they're they're protecting him from those big runners. They put him in the backfield sometimes, but he's still well able to come up with those big tackles and it's his kicking game. He's just developed all-round game. And as I said, I spoke about Jordy, but I think that partnership is working for him brilliantly as well and Rico Ioni and you could have Anton Leonard Brown in there as well a different type of of 13 but I think the the mix and how they play is so exciting and it's the players that are around him are really bringing on his game he he's an outstanding talent but he's buying into this system and I think that game plan that New Zealand bring they just look more confident with every single game I'm watching them in this World Cup they're getting better and better and they've proved you know I didn't look at them at the start of the tournament and um they've proved me wrong as they've pushed on I'm not sure many looked at them sorry they obviously knew they could go far into the tournament but compared to the other New Zealand's of past no it's been well talked about we weren't sure they were going to be in this final no, and look, and that's no disrespect to them because I've grown up and everyone's grown up, especially in Ireland, I think, and all you do is look at the All Blacks and how you want to play rugby and you study how they attack, you study how they offload. Um, and obviously the game has evolved over in this side of the world and we, we've taken on a lot of that and we, we throw the ball around a lot more and that's come from watching them and, and how they play rugby. I suppose the thing with me is, yes, um, 
in coming into this tournament, they've had a couple of huge games in the championship. They were excellent at times. Um, then we saw them in, in in Twickenham. They didn't show up, but look, they probably didn't want to play that word rugby. Could have just fixed that fixture for them, and they were like, okay, we'll go out and throw the ball around. But it's their it's their ability now. I think they've they've found they've found the perfect team that every all those combinations are clicking. And when that happened with them. I think you're going, yes. And I think, you know, what was huge as well, Stuart. I think Lomax coming into the front row has really sharpened up that scrum. Yeah, were well, you talking Tyler Lomax? He's going to have a big handful in front of his hands on Saturday evening with those South African props. Is it going to be a case, which way do you see this one going, Fiona? Is it a case of the South African front eight um, trying to dominate New Zealand, but if New Zealand get a chance with the outside backs... You know, like they did against Ireland, you know, off a line out scoring, or is it too simple to say it's South African pack against New Zealand backs that decides how, how, what happens to the, the result? I think it's too simple to say, Stu, because, you know, as I said, it, it, the game plan, I, I think if they brought last week, this week's ends game plan against New Zealand, they're going to score a lot of tries. But obviously, we're going to see far more carries by the South Africans. They're going to try and go over that all backs. Um, pack but what's different about this team and I think what's different since they played them in the championship is their breakdown work they are pinpoint and accurate in their cleanouts. they've disrupted we saw it against Ireland they're very good at disrupting ball England were similar but I think watching the All Blacks they've nailed that down now so we we've never doubted their attack and and when they're on the front foot or or even on counter attack they're so exciting to watch but I think the All Blacks defensively now it's a different team than I've seen it in the previous six months in the Irish tour in particular. Um, Ireland were far more dominant at the breakdown, but they've seemed to nail their roles, their combinations, their connections, how they're cleaning out, how also they're in defence, how they're attacking the other breakdown. Everything just seems to be working for them. So Kane, Frizzell and Sevilla have their work cut out, but if they can win the breakdown, you think there's as good a chance as any way to win the final beats off it? Yeah, and look, a lot of you know you're going to have to look at the scrum there. I said as well, if if you're giving away penalties, um, you know, if South Africa, we know what Pollard can do from the boot. Um, so yes, we know the All Blacks will score tries, but if they're giving away penalty at line out time or giving away penalties around the breakdown or especially at that scrum time, you're handing teams three points, and that's just the nature of the game. So you know, I think South Africa are going to be up against it, and and don't get me wrong, South. African backline is pretty nifty too. We know exactly what they can do. I just didn't see a lot of it in this game. And I hope from set piece and strike plays that we see the South African backline coming into attack and and maybe seeing a few strike plays off that as well. So I'm excited at the game. I don't I, I I do think that the scrum is going to be a huge key battle for them, but I would imagine with the All Blacks, they're going to be trying to keep that ball alive. So if there's a turnover or a knock-on by the South Africans, they're going to take that advantage and run with it. So we probably won't see as many scrums as we did in the English game. But you I would be fair to say you expect South Africa to be better in a final, you would hope, than they were against England. And they need yeah. to be. Definitely in attack. Look, they they needed to win the game and they won the game. So that's that's the way they're going to look at it. They had tired bodies. They looked tired. Um, 
when you get to a final, I think that's all taken out of the window. Do you know what I mean? They had such huge game um, games in their in their group, I suppose. And then they had France. And it's almost like, I think, even mentally, they come down to, to because there's so much talk. They won't think about it, but subconsciously, there's so much talk about the other side of the group being weaker. So you're, you're going in as heavy favourites. And sometimes when you're a little bit like that, you know, you get tired, um, you can feel that you're, you're in there and you're not relying on that adrenaline trying to pump you up for the game. And I think South Africa are going to be very, very different in the final. You will not see tired bodies from the start of that game because it's a World Cup final and you know you're one way or you're one game away for lifting that Webb Ellis trophy. Before we finish, what uh, other tricks do you expect from Razzie and Jack this week? Or do you think they've... To, they've... <laughs> They've got all their tricks and their lockers spent, Fiona. Or what? What are you saying? Uh, do you know what? I have to talk about Razzy down the tunnel just before halftime. He's such a character. Um, I, I'm a similar coach. I'm walking up and down the sideline talking to myself. I, you I just I, compared I, yourself to Razzy. No, you no, 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 Jesus, never, God, <laughs> never. CV is the CV is good. I'll be getting tweets now telling me cop on to myself. I'm not saying I'm that good. I just mean in my personality and how in how I walk, things bother me. And I just think he's he's brilliant, and he he's you could see him calling everyone else in as well he's 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 exceptional he'll have a few tricks up his sleeve but you'll want it with this all black team as well they're so clinical they're lethal in counter-attack as i've said and i think well, it's also it's in foster's last match as well you forget that I know that's that's what cracks me up. You know all the talk about um, you know uh, the new coach Robertson. He wasn't allowed come to the the World Cup because uh, it'd be a distraction. But this is huge. These uh, like Fozzie is after taking these guys to new heights in a World Cup final. So they're going to be go- going out and they want to win that for him, especially the amount that he's putting in. And you know it's it's got to be hard for him to to know that you're after getting to a World Cup final and you're still probably your job is gone essentially. Like and the the players know that and it's just the way it is but they're they're definitely going to be going out and fighting for them but I think Razzy will have a couple of strike plays set piece moves up his sleeve as well or something tricky around the breakdown I'm excited to see it well I'm sure we'll speak to you during the week and preview and decide which way you think will win Fiona (laughs) but both teams three World Cups each Who's going to win a record fourth and why? Go on. Oh, God. This is... I'm going to be... I, I got a uh, quarterfinal weekend. The last time I was on the pod, Stu, I got uh, three out of four wrong. So, But although Matt Williams got four out of four, so <laughs> I wasn't as bad as that. So I, I got a bit of abuse of that. So look, I I, I think... Um, I'm excited. I think the All Blacks might nick it. I think they're they're coming into a good form. The attack in rugby they have. Um, and if they can get the set piece right... I think they just look a little bit sharper. But I could easily be wrong and South Africa's power game will absolutely blast them over. So don't come at me. <laughs> well, there you have it. Fiona Hayes says New Zealand will get it done. Fiona, it's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Stu. Thank you. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.